Please tell me you have a map in your bag. I never needed a map. Well, we do now. I don't have one. So then where are we? Well, I obviously don't know, right? Wait, you said that you've done this, like, so many times. Yeah, you you said it was like a few years ago you did this. Yeah, I've been in the park a bunch of times. The trail, Alex. You said you did the trail. Yeah. Not since high school, but... Not, um... I put it here. I put, I put it right here. It's not a... I took it out. What? Your phone. I took it out. Where is it? In the car. Why would you do that? I didn't want you on that thing the whole time we were here. I didn't reach for that once. I wanted to bring it in case we needed it, which we do. Can't get reception out here anyway. Well, I would have loved to try. You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 96. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where a camping trip just isn't complete without a little banjo. That was so anticlimactic. I'm Mike. It's still going. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And I've never seen Deliverance. Yeah. I'm going to put that out there. We probably, uh, we considered watching that for this episode. Oh, we did. I forgot about that. We could do like a... Because that's very river-based. We, we could do too. a man-rape like, episode. Yeah, we could do a man-rape episode. There's got to be a couple, couple, you, couple other movies out there, right? Yeah. A, a make-you-squeal-picky episode. Hot hot buns on Tom 4. Mm. It's a good one. It's a classic. <laughs> is that, uh, <laughs> what the hell is his name? I can't remember his name now. Oh, the guy that the, did... Uh, the director of Ice Cream Truck. Or Ice Cream Man. <laughs> Not Ice Cream Truck. Not Ice Cream Truck. Uh, yeah. So, what's up, boys? Not a whole lot. We just celebrated the, uh, good old 4th of July. Mm, celebrated our freedoms. We did. Freedom! Freedom! How, how was your particular freedom? Oh, it was, it was freedomish. What Fre- did you, freedomish. What did you Freedomish, do? if you will. On a scale, oh, we went to on our... a scale from one to America. How free will you? America times 10! <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys do? Oh, we hung out at our buddy RJ's place mm. with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and, uh, Hang around, had some brews, some people swam in the lake. And uh, I didn't know that I didn't know you could go in that lake. Neither did I, but I guess weekly they test it and treat it and uh, they keep it up to prime specs. Where are they at? twenty four in uh yeah, Shelby Township area. Is that Shelby Township? Yeah. So it's not Lake St. Clair? No. It's a it's a man made it's, okay. it's a man made lake. Like him like his whole subdivision. I'm guessing they have several lakes back there. Yeah, I guess. It's kinda so, yeah. like the harbors almost. Where yeah. it, like there's each circular block has its own lake in the middle. Oh, very cool. So it's so, pretty yeah, nice. I, I swam in the E. coli lake the other day, so I'm I'm still here. So <laughs> for <Ew>. now. Until <laughs> your lips start to fall Mike, off. You're missing a toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need toes. Are the uh, are the levels up this year? Uh, yeah, they're well, they're they're up though around the um around the beaches and whatnot because that's where the tides come in. Yeah. It's like where I was at, it's it's fine. Just we, don't swim it's by that down by the metro parks and stuff like that. Just don't swim by that ten mile in Jefferson area. Mm, that's yeah, where that apartment complex was. Where for twenty five years they accidentally had their shit pipe 
hooked up to their uh, like rain drain nope. pipe going out to the lake. <laughs> that's not backwards. accidental. That's Sinclair Shores' drainage system. That, right. that, that's how it is. It's not accidental. It, it, it's, it's made that and way. And so for 25 years, that apartment complex, all their poop water, mm-hmm. instead of their rainwater, in. was draining out to the lake. Yeah. Was it, oh, no, it, no, it still does. When Sinclair Shores, whenever it rains, I thought they fixed whenever, it. No, whenever it rains and the reservoirs fill up, it automatically just dumps. Oh. That, that's how the system is. Well, oh, no. that's that's yeah, it's it's fucked up. It's poop. And then you have then you have Everywhere. in the in the canals by our house, you have the uh, the Revere and Lane canals are always high in like uh, in all the other the crap that's in the, the not the PCPs but the uh, the, um, the PHPs PHP sure. PHP level P- PCP PCP no yeah you know me <laughs> um yeah no but they're high it's because. Okay. Uh, Crack cocaine. What's they, that? Um, who, what is it? There's a big tech company that used to. Uh, they they buried uh, a whole bunch of. Um, uh, uh, fuck, I can't think of what it's called now. They buried a whole bunch of old like uh, batteries, like pornography units, magazines, like units, um, um, AC units, uh, <laughs> generators, <laughs> transformers, transformers. Thank you. Oh, oh yes. Okay. They they buried a bunch of transformers, and that's where all the shit is leaking out of the ground, oh, no. and it's going uh, it's going into the lakes. Yeah, there's 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 tons of problems. Pure Michigan. Cost, that's, that's pure Michigan. But it's going to cost so much to fix it. They they can't. They can't. They won't do it. Don't let that deter you from coming and enjoying our fine Great Lakes. Just stay away from the smaller lakes. That's yeah. all. Unless yeah. you go to Torch Lake, because well, that's so clear. Lake St. Clair's fine. Just stay away from the. Just, it go go towards the middle. Of the go lake to the middle fine. of it. Yeah. <laughs> go to, just keep going just to go Canada. Just go straight out to the middle where the poop won't float. <laughs> And then uh, we all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, we had a good time. We just hung out. I I uh, blew up a pool in my backyard for the kiddos. Did. Mike and I ended up in it at one point. Oh yeah, together mm. in a very sensual way. Mm. I thought you meant blew it up like you put a bunch of fireworks <laughs> underneath yeah. it. Watch this. We should, uh, all right, kids. We should have done that. My favorite part of the entire day, though, was that your, his easy up that he had that we put over the pool was the uh, best damn beer company. And so I took a picture of it. And it's like, best damn pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got that. My dad just, because uh, my dad owns a, a beer distributorship and he always gets mm-hmm. all kinds of awesome swag. And that's a really nice easy up. No, it is. It's Super huge. Nice. And yeah. he just gave it to me. I don't care that it says best damn on no, it. No, that's awesome. That's actually better that it says best it's damn on best it. best damn easy up ever. Yeah, now when we take it camping, <laughs> every time like we're going to have the best damn trip ever and... It's cool. Best damn. Best damn. Yeah, we made uh, we had beer garitas. Oh, jeez. Which, if you don't know what a beer garita is, it's uh, it's a six-pack of Bud Light Lime mixed with a fifth of tequila. And to even that out, you just put in, like, a frozen limeade. Two, two, two cans frozen of frozen limeade. Oh, my God. Oh, they go down smooth. Oh, they're Good always Lord. the best and worst idea ever. Mike spent the first half of today Good. pretty Good. hungover. Yeah, yeah. I felt pretty good. Yep, no. <laughs> Damn tequila, man. It gets me every time. Like, just tequila make, just does not. That's why I don't touch it. I make rarely. your clothes fall off. It makes my insides outside. We'll put it that way. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyway, that, yeah. that was our freedom day. Freedom, good stuff. Love. Now it. we're gonna get back to the uh, real world and <laughs> the real world and talk about some fake stuff. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, corrections from last week. Let's do some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid. Guess right. what? What? Sometimes we're not that stupid. Yeah, correction. We are stupid. So there's there's your correction <laughs> there, for the week. There's your correction for the week. We are in fact stupid. Yeah, I actually I'll be full disclosure, I didn't listen to probably the last thirty five minutes of last week's show. Full disclosure, 
neither did I. Yeah. So, so. If, we were, if we were wrong about anything on the last tail end of the, the yeah. If there was anything wrong, Vito would have told us by now. Oh, uh, so probably one of the go. biggest corrections is that I said Independence Day Resurgence was awesome. People would probably correct me on that and say, <laughs> "No, you're wrong. No, you are that stupid." That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we did pretty good last week. Uh, all <clears throat> things considered. All things considered. So uh, let's move right into what in the hell we're doing this week. All right. So this week, why don't you talk about what we're watching? Because I got to look this up real quick. Oh, uh, so this week uh, we decided to. It's summer, right? It's summer. It's, it's summertime. It's summertime. It's time to celebrate freedom. As we do, yeah. and uh, one of the best ways to do that is to uh, take a little trip up north and go camping. It's one of my favorite things to do. Absolutely, and, we, all, we all love camping. And 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 you know, you 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 make bonfires, you pitch a tent. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I, uh, I, I saw this meme the other day that was like things that white people do. You know, spend hundreds of dollars to go up north somewhere and live like homeless people <laughs> or something. It's got a picture of the guy, kids by the tent and cooking over a fire. That's true. That's true. But we enjoy the hell out of it. I, I love camping. Camping is, I'm one of those people that, like, you could, I can go up north, go camping, just give me a tent, and I'm happy. Like, I can do it every single weekend, the entire <laughs> summer, and never get sick yeah, of it. Me like, too. It's, I, being up north in the woods is, is so serene is that the right word like yes. it's it's just perfect like it's my element is being up near nature now that being said i have irrational fears of everything in the woods <laughs> so and like stuff that we don't even get around here that much there are pumas i know that they're pumas, in michigan but you're not going <laughs> to be attacked by one we we went to uh it was actually during my bachelor, <laughs> bachelor party, party we, were, yeah. we weren't camping but we we stayed at a um like a cabin in the woods and one uh-huh. night one night we were drunk and we went out walking and Mike was so scared that there we were going to be attacked been, by a puma. There had just been reports of mountain lions in Bed, Michigan, which is exactly where we were. So my irrational brain was terrified every time we heard something in the woods walking down the street. I'm like, it's a goddamn puma mm-hmm. and it's going to kill me. <laughs> Should have brought your shotgun. I can, I can take a puma, Mike. Oh, can you? Yes. I'd love to see this. Like, I would actually pay money to see it. Like, that. romantically, I could probably take oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I could bet it and... Make that, make that pussy purr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, we love camping, so... And, and that's, a, that's a great summertime... Uh, tradition. A pastime tradition. We've been going on a camping trip ourselves, the same one every year for oh, 10 years. I don't know. This is 10 years. Are we going to do it? Uh, hopefully, yeah. I hope so, too. Yeah. But uh, so this week we decided to talk about camping trips that go horribly awry. Or ho- horribly perfect if you hate, like, your spouse. Yeah. Or yeah, significant sure. other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for a good way to get rid of your spouse, then camping is a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, with that, we decided to grab some Blake's Wakefire. Going a little, going a little cidery today. Blake's hard cider, which is funny because hard, like especially this hard cider in particular, this is more of a winter drink. Don't yeah, you think? but who cares? Uh, no, who cares? not really. I don't know. I don't Whatever. Think so. I drink it all winter. That's all I it's know. It's Michigan cherries and orange peel. That's pretty summery to me. Michigan cherries and orange peel. This comes from um, the uh, uh, Blake's Apple Orchard. Is very. A very well-known yep. establishment here in in uh, yep. this part it's of Michigan, uh, Armada, Michigan. Arm, arm. How do is it? <laughs> how do you say? Do you say Armada, Armada or Armada? Armada. 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 Said it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ar- so Armada. hard cider for easy living. This is hard to read. It's impossible to replicate a Michigan summer. Re- recreating a northern night under the stars would be a futile endeavor. 
So we've done the next best thing. We've crafted summer's perfect ally. Experience Wakefire, a comforting blend of Michigan-grown cherries, orange peel, and our famous Blake's apples. So they just they just completely shot me in the foot. I'll say you're right. It's totally a winter it's beer. summer's ally. <laughs> I don't know why, but well, I just like hard cider for me is usually like a fall and a yeah. But I do enjoy them during the summer, too. I, so. I also went for the cider today because I'll be damned if I was going to put a beer to my lips tonight. What? Come on. <laughs> I need a break. This, need a break. One, this one right here is... Even mm, even even the most me. seasoned of... of False. I don't know. I You're the only one. You're okay. the only one who can't well, do it. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, boys. Clink, clink. Mm. Mm, it's delicious. Yeah. I, I think this is actually my favorite of yum. all the Blakes. Well, so, except for El Chavo. The one, Blake's, the one that's brewed with I don't, arrow peppers. I don't care oh, for, oh, damn, I don't care for it because, like I said, pepper beer. Now, granted, we did like that Firefly one. That was, that was really, the really one that good. we did for the like the hot the hot wings episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Super, super good. Um, um, yeah, this one's awesome though. I love this one a lot. Yeah, uh, Blake's making their own hard ciders was the best thing that they've done. Blake's has been around for a long time. It's just long an apple time, orchard yeah. that I grew up going to as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you did too, and you did too. Um, oddly enough, I know the Blake family. Oh, do you really? Mm-hmm. Oh. One of the uh, one of the ladies at my work uh, married into the Blake family. Oh, lucky her! So yeah, all the all the apples she can eat. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I just started drinking their uh, their apple cider vinegar too. Oh yeah, for health benefits. You and I have talked about that before. I'm sure you too. You're like oh, yeah. super into health. You know about. Do you know like the health benefits of drinking apple cider vinegar? Oh yeah, you get that nice chunkiness going Ooh, down the baby. throat. Baby, I don't do it all. Theirs the time. is extremely like it, like very harsh though. It's does, it's does delicious. It to, it's delicious to make. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. It's really good. Uh, like I make. Um, I make my own salad dressing, like vin- mm-hmm. you know, like apple cider vinaigrette, whatever. But drinking their particular brand straight is it like burns your throat going well, down. You are drinking vinegar. Yeah, <laughs> it's good though. Well, I, I like usually it. buy the uh, the Bragg's brand. Bragg's, yeah. Yep, the, the all natural one, but the uh, oh, I don't, the yellow, don't do it with the, the, the yellow, yeah, yeah the yellow yeah, and red label right, or something. Yeah. I don't do it like every day. I used to, but now more so. Like if I feel like getting sick coming on or something like oh, that, yeah. I'll start shooting that in the mornings and. Get all them cultures going. Get the cultures going. <laughs> <laughs> Kick up the immune system. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're drinking. Did I do that in the wrong? That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking we about. <laughs> uh, let's get into the bleed feed. We're going to start off this week's Bleed Feed with uh, another same, death. Same old, same old. Same yeah. old, same old. Uh, a local guy this time, though. Uh, rest in peace to a guy named Mike Lanier. Uh, he played in only one movie, mm-hmm. uh, a movie called It Follows, which mm-hmm. was made uh, right around our neck of the woods here. I mm-hmm. believe in Sterling Heights it was made. Right? Yeah, I think so, right? right. Uh, anyway, he was the uh, he was the guy that played the tall man when mm-hmm. uh, when she's in the house and she's running she's in the, the hallway and the super tall like seven foot seven guy. That's one of the best parts of the movie. The, the hall the, yeah. the doorway. She's just, he's just one of the random ghouls, if you will. They're yeah. kind of after. Uh, he passed away on uh, April twenty fifth. Hmm. Uh, just words getting out now that he had passed away. Uh, he, <laughs> he's a young guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He um he uh, died on April twenty fifth due to complications from pancreatic cancer and I'm gonna say this wrong, acromaly. It's the it's the disease when people when how people grow huge. Acromegaly. That's the one. Acromeg. I knew I wasn't gonna say that right. <laughs> uh, he was forty eight years old. So complications oh, to that and uh, pancreatic cancer. Oh, that's awful. So uh, yeah. So rest in peace to yeah, Mike Lanier. Uh, Short lived career, 
or tall lived <laughs> career, I guess. I don't know how you'd say that. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to him. Um, that's it for the. Uh, yeah. That's it for the bad news. That is it for the bad news. Um, yeah, he was actually oddly enough, he was actually in the world uh, Guinness Book of World Records as the world's tallest twins. Apparently, really? he had a twin brother that oh. was, uh, or twin sister. I, oh no, brothers. Uh, but yeah, tallest wow. seven at seven foot seven. Is what they were seven, uh, seven. It's crazy. Huge, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, not not a terrible lot of uh, news to get to this week, but um, uh, actually not a lot at all. Um, we all liked a Quiet Place. Yes. One of our favorite movies to come out this year. Uh, and uh, it was announced relatively quickly after the movie came out they were going to do a sequel. And they were starting, you know, they had, they had some ideas and this and that. Uh, it was not known if John Krasinski was for sure going to come back into the fold. Um, Andrew Forum, who was the, one of the producers at Platinum Dunes, uh, and I don't know if it was a, uh, a Reddit thing or somewhere, but he had said uh, that John Krasinski is definitely involved in the Quiet Place sequel. No idea if he's going to be directing or not, but he's definitely involved. He's going to be hands-on with it, so... I would imagine he's going to probably direct it. It's his ghost. His ghost comes back. Oh. That's what they're doing with it. Mm. Like a... Oh, jeez. Oh, I was going to say, what was the movie that I just watched where they did that and it was cheesy and stupid? But I, I'm thinking of that dumb show, that uh, 13 Reasons Why. Oh, God. My wife watches that show, and the main girl who killed herself in the first season is in the second season as a ghost who just talks to the main kid all the time. Or oh. not a ghost, but like a figment of his imagination. It's like, oops, shouldn't have killed her off. How can we bring like, her back? I was like, this is the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever seen. Um, speaking of Platinum Dunes, um, Andrew Forum also has talked about Platinum Dunes still <coughs> wants to make another Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Uh, they almost made one a couple years ago, which is like the one that everybody wanted to make. The one that I actually have the screenplay for it. I, haven't, I have yet to read it, but I have the screenplay for it. Um, and uh, they desperately still want to make one. And they're hoping they can be actively involved in it when the rights issues get taken Sorted. care of. Mm-hmm. But um, they still want to make one, which is good because at least someone's going to be keeping that alive once they can. And hopefully it won't be kicked around for another 10 years. We are now in the midst of the longest break between Friday the 13th movies in franchise history. Unless you it's count... going on 10 years. Unless you count Never Hike Alone. Which, which, which I thought not it was, can. So. Which I thought it was so good that I will. I'm going to count it. Well, <laughs> it, it's not official though, so technically you can't, James. I just you, made you can't it make official. Yes, I you yeah. can't. You can't Shut do up. That. Yes, I can. You just can't do that. <laughs> um, Before you go on to the next one, just yes. going back to the uh, It Follows there, mm-hmm. I didn't realize we uh, one of our friends from church was actually uh, good friends with him. Oh. And uh, he was actually on his bedside praying for him like in the final moments. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Wh- who, which friend of ours? Rick Marsh. Oh, Really? Yeah, he worked with them for, wow. for many, many years, and he was just terribly distraught over the entire thing. He was oh, he was crying to us, and like at, like when he came to like morning setups, and was just all in tears about the whole thing. And no uh, way. Wow. And uh, I didn't realize that's who it was. I just kind of was look, looking it up a little bit to try to find his character from the the, the uh, movie. Uh huh. Um, Why? Because for a reference, had Rick told you that he was uh, an actor or something like that? No, he just said that he worked with them. He said he was one of the tallest twins, and that oh. and, uh, he told us a little backstory, but it never clicked with the name or anything like yeah. that. Well, yeah, and why would? Though, in all fairness, right, it's not like right. he's a known guy. Yeah, he's a guy that works at GM with him. <laughs> you know, exactly. and, uh, oh, he worked for GM. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's uh, that's crazy, man. That's sad news. So. Yeah, yeah, very sad. It's it's even more closer to home. There you go. So yeah. there you go. 
Um, okay, so this is pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big VHS collector. We all know that. Mm -hmm. like my, love my my old school formats. Uh, Aeriscope has partnered with Broken BrokeHorrorFan.com to put out Victor Crowley on glorious VHS. Glorious VHS. Glorious VHS. Sweet. Um, it uh, it's it's being condensed to a full screen version, four three, for optimal old tube TV viewing. Nice. Um, they're putting out two versions of it. Uh, the cover art was has been drawn by the guy that does the Victor Crowley comic book. So it's okay. going to be an animated cover. Uh, it's in a big big clamshell case. Mm -hmm. um, there's two versions of it. You can actually technically three versions of it. There's the, the main version, which is limited to, I didn't write it down, but I think 500 copies, mm -hmm. I think is what it was. And then there is a blood splatter variant, which is black and white with red blood splatter all over it. The actual VHS? No, the um, the cover. cover oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, which they're only selling... 350 of those. Oh, Only 150 geez. of those. Uh, it comes with a letter from Adam <laughs> Green autographed the whole deal. So you're going to try and get your hands on one of those? I already got it. Spent Did you really? today. Yep. Nice. <laughs> I, and How I much was it? Uh, it was 30 bucks plus shipping. Huh, so okay. it's a it's a collectible. You know, it's it's one yeah. of those things I, I like to have. But uh, uh, it's funny. They broke the, the... I saw the news online. I went to the website. Within 10 minutes of me ordering mine, Adam Green posted that they're now available. They were sold out within 25 minutes or so. Wow. So I'm like super happy yeah. that I got on there when I did. Um, <clears throat> then there's going to be another uh, through. I think uh, the other company that's putting it out, they're going to have like a line drawing variant, which which will probably about. be a bigger release then. Or? No, no, way smaller. Oh, way oh, smaller. Jeez. Right. Yep. So um, anyway, that's really cool. If you're if you're a big VHS fan, hopefully you can still get your hands on one by the time this airs, because that's kind of a cool thing to do. Like so, like House of the Devil, I have that on VHS. Mm -hmm. I have uh, there's a lot of stuff that. I think we talked last week about companies wanting that old aesthetic now, and they're yeah. starting to oh, do it yeah. more and more. Mm -hmm. We were talking about music last week with uh, in regards to that. Oh, like rec like putting out records and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, but wanting it, well, recording music, but then paying all this money to make oh, it sound Oh, yeah, old. make it sound like, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of the, kind of the same thing here, but uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so now we are going to move on for a little segment I like to call Homebrew. No, it doesn't work as well. Oh, jeez. It doesn't, it doesn't work as well. I was, ready, nice I was ready to yell, but... Home brews with Jews? <laughs> <laughs> sounds way worse than blues with Jews. <laughs> we just need to... If anybody has any good suggestions for this segment, send them Please our way. Please let us know. <laughs> we're, we're drowning here. <laughs> All right. Blues with uh, James Jr. Blues with James Jr. There we go. No, that's bad. Uh, so, another wolf cop. Jews with James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the follow-up to 2014's Wolf Cop, Another Wolf Cop, mm -hmm. will be uh, out on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital on July 3rd, courtesy of RLJE Entertainment. In another wo Wolf Cop... Jeez, I can't read tonight. <clears throat> A year has passed since the Dark Eclipse transformed hard-drinking officer Lou Garou into the infamous lycanthro like Lycanthrope? There we lycanthrope. go. Lycanthrope. Uh, uh, lycanthrope crime fighter. Although the evil that controlled Woodhaven was defeated, the community is far from returning to normal. A villainous entrepreneur is looking to open a new brewery and revive the local hockey team, but it's clear he has ulterior motives. With the new mayor and the new chief of police, Wolf Cop has his work cut out for him when he has to save the town all over again. One of the guys from Bloody Disgusting uh, said that they went to see this at the fest. I can't remember which festival. Was it Fantastic Fest? Or... I think Fantastic yeah. Fest, yeah. And he said it was like even though the first one was awesome, he said it was way better than the really? first one. Really? Cool. Yeah, I like so. the first one a lot, so. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I love the first one. It was so uh, we funny. Did, we actually did that on the show. Yep, we did. So. 
Uh, to go along with that news, Bloody Disgusting is giving a prize pack of both movies. Uh, so if you want to enter that, just go over to Bloody Disgusting, fill out the form. I did it before I came here. Very cool. Uh, that's, that's why he was late. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I did it like three hours ago. Shut up. Uh, next up, Roger Corman's 50s sci-fi, th- sci-fi thriller, The Wasp Woman. Sci-fi. sci-fi? That sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Wasp Woman is coming to Blu-ray for the first time via Scream Factory. Uh, Susan Cabot, sorority girl, plays Janice Starlin, whose cosmetic company has started to lose sales because its marketing relies on her own once impressive but now aging beauty. The eccentric Dr. Eric Zinthrup, played by Michael Mark, develops an enzyme extract from royal wasp jelly, which rejuvenates Janice with one tiny little side effect. It turns her into a monster. Just a teensy tiny little little side effect. No big deal. Um, the Wasp Woman hits shelves on October 3rd. Uh, next up, a pretty exciting one from mm-hmm. Scream Factory here is the upcoming collector's edition Blu-ray release of the 1999 Dark Castle Entertainment House on Haunted Hill. I Ooh. One of my favorite remakes I ever. I love, love this movie. movie. It's so good. One word, two words. Chris Kattan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just saying. <laughs> That's all you need to know about it. If you haven't seen it, Chris Kattan. Uh, the, the collector's edition will feature a slipcover that is guaranteed for three months after its original release. Extras and specs are still in progress and will be announced later in September, uh, but we know for sure that there will be a new high-def transfer and a new interview with director William Malone and newly commissioned artwork by Joel Robinson, who is also known for The Silent Night, Deadly Night, The Serpent and the Rainbow, and Ninja 3. Ninja 3. That will be out October 9th. Uh, next up, would you want? Would you like a trick or a treat? I will take a trot. What do you? That's that confuses me. Trick. A trick. <laughs> trick. All right, here's your trick. Ready? Did that work? That was more of a treat because I saw that <laughs> face you made while you were doing it. Ooh, <laughs> that was a treat. Your uh, your treat comes from Scream Factory. Nice, nice. Scream Factory's killing it. Yeah. Killing it right now. Well, the uh, collector's edition of Mike Doherty's fan favorite Halloween anthology, Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. will be hitting Blu ray on October 9th. It includes a three month guaranteed slipcover by artist Devo Whitehead, which is the coolest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and extras and specs are still in progress. <clears throat> I'm going to switch over to my other screen here real quick because I missed one of these. So, uh, also from Scream Factory, surprise, surprise, is 1981's Halloween 2 and Halloween 3 Season of the Witch out mm. on glorious Steelbook. <laughs> I say that because Mike hates Steelbooks. I do. Um, I like the I, I like Steelbooks fine. I just, I think they're, I don't know, I'm a big package guy and for some strange reason, they just eh, don't make nah. package. <laughs> yeah. they, just, they just don't do anything for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know why that is. A big package doesn't do anything for you. You got a bid on those Evil Dead tickets. I heard that eBay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> was that an eBay sound? Yes. I'm not. A, I'm, yep. What do you? What do you? Jeez, uh... I was watching a Smashing Pumpkins record, but oh, it is ridiculously expensive now. So Mike's getting all amped up to go see Smashing Pumpkins in August. Oh, so yeah. it's uh, everything Smashing Pumpkins lately. If it's not horror, it's Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, these steel books will be shrink wrapped. The Blu-rays include in, uh, included inside will have the same content but with different disc label art that is currently available in their respective collector edition releases, but with one big exception, they're doing a new 4K scan film transfer on Ooh. both. So it's really uh, like for you, unless 
the really the only reason to get these is because you like steel books. Yeah, it's a it's a collector's thing. Right. The, this, that, that's all they are. A lot of times when movies get put on on steelbook, it's the <clears> same <throat> transfer, same discs from other sets. Right. It's just different packaging. Um, um, the packaging on these is, regardless of whether you like steelbooks or not, the packaging is really cool. Though the artwork by Nathaniel Marsh, who was also the illustrator who did the uh, John Carpenter themed steelbooks, the prior mm-hmm. ones. Yep. Um, same guy did these. I, I know you checked out the artwork on these. Yeah, look, I like. Looks um, amazing. On I both. think that Halloween two. Actually, they both look. They both look awesome. Halloween two, though, as Vito pointed out, he goes spoilers right on the cover of the movie. <laughs> the flaming, <laughs> flaming Michael Myers walking down the down the uh, the hallway. Yeah, I actually think that I like the uh, Halloween three the, art. The better. season of the witch it's one really looks cool. awesome. Very I love very it. cool. Um, that's out on out. That's out, out on out. October 9th. All right, next up, guess who? Uh, chicken poop? Scream Factory. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is, oh, actually, uh, is it still Scream Factory? I have no idea. Which one are you talking about? Oh, no, I'm going to... We're real prepared here on the Buzzkill podcast. Well, no, I accidentally skipped one. Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead, and Phantasm 4, Oblivion. Uh, this comes via the Facebook page for the book uh, Phantasm Exhumed. We've, we've learned that WellGo USA will be releasing standalone Blu-rays of Phantasm 3 and Phantasm 4 on September 18th. Very cool. I mean, you know, if you didn't manage to get your hands on the the big oh the collection, the big yeah. collection that they did, now they're doing all the standalone releases. So. Very cool. So next up, Scream Factory. Uh, I'm actually going to just read what they, their announcement that they their made. press release? Yeah, because sure. this is straight from them. So um, this is regarding Creepshow. Mm. They say, we are proud and so unbelievably excited to reveal today that we are prepping to release the classic George A. Romero and Stephen King 1982 anthology Creepshow this fall in an all-new upgraded presentation. Because we feel this is a rather huge and beloved title, we are rolling this out a little more uniquely, so please read carefully for all the details that we have at the time. Naturally, this naturally this will be branded as a collector's edition, but packaged a bit differently than we have done in the past for other CEs. Collector's editions. CEs, you know, it's an industry term. <laughs> this will come with a rigid slipcover, like what we did with the deluxe version release of Nightbreed. That will house a Blu-ray case and a collectible booklet featuring a new essay from Michael Gingold of Fangoria, Rue Morgue, and Delirium. The newly commissioned artwork pictured on the slipcase is from Laz Marquez, Army of Darkness, The Howling, and Life Force Steelbooks. The Blu-ray case wrap inside will be reversible, featuring original theatrical artwork on both sides. Um, The one side is the ticket booth and the other side is the comic book. Uh, new extras and specs are still in progress and will be announced later in September. Rest assured, we have plenty planned and are in progress of doing all an all-new film transfer. This will be the national release, which uh, hits streets on October 23rd, U.S. and Canada. The following info below refers to the exclusive limited edition website offer, which are, they're only selling 1,500 of. Uh, if you order Creepshow from our site directly, you will receive the Blu-ray two weeks early and following exclusively made-for-us items. A rolled uh, 28.5 by 16.5 lithograph poster of the slipcase art by Laz Marquez and a rolled 18 by 24 poster of alternative art illustration also by Laz Marquez. Head over to Scream Factory's website to place your pre-order today. Yeah, this is one that I definitely want to pick up. Yeah. Like the, this, this is kind of what I was talking about with like the why I don't like the steelbooks is they're, they're boring packaging. It's like you open it up and all the only thing that you can take out of it 
is is the is the, the disc. disc. Everything else is printed right on there. You get a release like this. It's in it's in its own like separate box. You that that's artwork number one. Then right. you have their artwork on the inside with the reversible. It comes with the lithographs. It comes with the inserts. It comes with like all the fun stuff that makes it worth your money to spend on a release. Right. I think that's probably why I don't like steelbooks the most. I feel like you're not getting a lot for them. It's just like all, um, all it is is the outside pack. Exactly. And that's exactly. It. Right. Um. But yeah, this is the kind of release that I love. Like, these are my favorite kind that they and Scream Factory they put so much love into and, and arrow does a lot too yeah they put so much love and care into these movies and it shows yeah so yeah i will most definitely be wanting to pick this one up yep that one sounds awesome Perfect. Uh, that's it <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> all right cool so um probably the biggest news of the week which is crazy um MGM announced that they are fast-tracking. This is all coming from Bloody Disgusting, by the way. They broke the news. Uh, not broke the news, but they had a, an interview with some of the people that we're going to be talking about, so I wanted to give them credit. Uh, MGM, though, is fast-tracking a Child's Play reboot. So Don Mancini, for the longest time, had said, we're never going to reboot two, it. Two, we're, con four. we're continuing you know, the franchise story that we've always done. They have a TV series in the work. They also have more movies in the works right now. Like there's, they're going full boat ahead. That then comes the news of MGM getting, having the rights to fast track a reboot, mm -hmm. which the reboot will be about a AI doll that goes haywire. Mm. Has nothing to do with serial killers or body switching or any, any of the fun spooky stuff that made Child's Play good to begin with. So how do you feel about this? Uh, not very good, James. Yeah. Not very good. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that happened earlier this week, and then, uh, what Bloody Disgusting broke is that they talked to Don Mancini. Now, Don Mancini is saying, uh, we are still working on the series and also plan to continue the film franchise with Universal. Mancini tells them, uh, we intend to stay true to the universe that we've created. So here's what happened. MGM has somehow found a way to get the rights to the theatrical releases of Child's Play. Mm -hmm. However, Universal, it sounds like, has the home video rights. Yeah. So as long as they keep making movies that go straight, straight to DVD, to, okay. that's home video. And so the rights somehow got split. Which is really, really bizarre. Yeah. So yeah. It, they even say that's a little bit tricky to understand how it all works. So, but basically, they're making it without Brad Dorf, without Don Mancini, without anything. Wow. MGM is? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be all stupid. That's going to be bomb. all brand new. It could have been gonna... something as an accidental missed line in a contract that got typed up. And, it, and they said the contracts, oh, all rights go to this for, but maybe it didn't specify clearly what it, you know what it was. Or if there was, or if there was like a. Um, like a limitation, like a time limitation that lapsed something, or something right. like that. I don't know. That's yeah. weird. But no, good. Like making <laughs> making a child's play movie about an AI doll that goes nuts without Brad Dourif. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it says you're here just the. Gonna shoot yourself in the and foot. And about robots. Yeah, it says here the, the, the robot doll. The contemporary yeah, reboot is said to involve a group of kids and a technologically advanced doll that enters their world. Mm -mm. It's like, come on. No, it's just dumb. so dumb. It, that. that that's it's standard Hollywood reboot shit though, where yeah. they're gonna take a good idea, try to modernize it, and mm -hmm. maybe we're, are we just jaded though? No. Do do younger kids like the stuff? I mean, I, I don't know. It, it would be like them taking Nightmare on Elm Street and yeah. being like, you know what? Instead of Freddy Krueger having claws and, and knives for fingers, what if he just shoots spaghetti out of his hands instead <laughs> and covers people with it? I would watch that. I would have watched that way more than the reboot we got. <laughs> right? but, but, but like you would, th you would say that and they would think, oh yeah, that's a really good idea, man. How did you come up with that? 
Because we're, we're idiots. <laughs> and they give him the salad run. fingers and they call him Freddy Croutons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the best one you've ever had. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, so I'm excited, though, because what this also tells us is that there's more movies in the works from Don Mancini. They've yeah. not said that yet. So people didn't know if the TV series was going to take over the story and if they were going to stop making films because they'd never really mentioned anything beyond Curse. So now we know that there's not not just one, but plenty of uh, movie ideas they're still going to go forward with. Right. So, and th- that the TV show is going to have something to do with that world. So that's very exciting. And I think I, he, he might, he'd probably just continue making movies based on principle. Just because, like, fuck MGM. Mm-hmm. Screw you guys. Like, you're trying to bastardize... Well, this is his baby. And it's yeah, all, and, exactly. and they own the rights to continue doing it. So why why would they not? Especially at this time, you know? Right. Now it's going to be sticking it to them. Right. So. And, now, and, and now nowadays do. with straight to video yeah, not being nice, a death sentence. And it's... Universal might put more money into it now to compete with MGM. Mm-hmm. So that would actually be really good for the franchise. Yeah. You know what Mancini and Universal should do? They should... If release theirs before MGM gets around to it, but they should change theirs to an AI doll that goes bad. And <laughs> <laughs> release it first. But do like Chucky, Chucky versus like new Chucky. It'd be like how uh, Toho's Godzilla did it with the American like Godzilla. Mecha- oh yeah. They, they they actually in one of the new the newer Godzilla movies they had the the Toho original Godzilla versus the ninety eight the ninety eight Godzilla and like literally killed him in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just like, fuck you. Ours is way better. Um, that'd be actually super fun. But uh, anyway, that is your news for uh, this week. Yeah, <laughs> That was the news. <laughs> Boom! That was the news. I like just, it. I just, like it. Just add a different one every single week, and <laughs> eventually it just takes up half the show. All right. Uh, so we are going to take a quick uh, quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to go. We're going to go up north and get all... That funky in the woods. Have a little bonfire. Yeah. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Picture this. You're up north. You're in a tent. Yeah. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. giant grizzly bear just starts humping the side of your tent. Yeah. What do you do? You hump back. That's the answer. That's actually what I was looking for. <laughs> you, you have to. It's, it's, there's no contact. There's a barrier, so it's not, it's not, not gay. A barrier? <laughs> Uh, All right, so uh, so like we said, we're talking about going up north, doing some camping, and uh, one of the first movies, uh, or, or the first movie we're talking about, is a movie called Backcountry from 2016, uh, directed by a guy named Adam McDonald, who also did a movie called Pie Wacket. We talked about Pie Wacket on an older show. It was just uh, a few weeks ago, I think. Was, well, yeah, that's that's still an older show. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which we were very excited to see that because it looked awesome. It's about the 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 girl puts a curse on her mother or something like that. I never actually watched the trailer. You told me about yeah, it. Yeah, it looks. Does it look good? It looks really, really good. So now I'm even more excited to see that because I loved Backcountry. Yeah, it was I thought good. Backcountry was absolutely fantastic. Um, Backcountry is a movie starring Jeff Roop, Missy Peregrim, and Nicholas Campbell. An urban couple go camping in the woods and find themselves lost in the territory of a predatory black bear. Don't forget. Uh... 
Don't forget uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric Balfour. Eric Balfour. Eric Balfour doing a, 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 nice ter- a terrible Irish accent. Mike, smile. Why? I just want to show you a picture of you when you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, way back when we did that episode. Technically speaking, I'll never be that age again. You'll never be that age again. That's an older picture of Mike. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Three seconds old. Um, Like we said, uh, starring uh, Jeff Roop Roop as as Alex. Uh, You have Missy Peregrim as Jen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nicholas Campbell, who is the Ranger. Ranger Danger. Ranger Danger. And like I said, uh, Eric Balfour, who plays Brad, the really weird... Irish guy. Irish guy. I have a weird complaint about his character. Um, but we'll get I there. A, I have a weird complaint about Eric Balfour. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like he's enjoyed all of the luxuries of uh, of uh, of a handsome man without ever actually having to be handsome. Yeah, there's like, something, chicks, like, chicks love him. There's something like rugged about him. I I, I can I can guess I can kind of see so it. He's so easily you know? looking. Oh, but I guess totally he's like I guess looking, he, he's probably he's like six four and like kind of ripped up. So they, I understand. But when you go when you go to the zoo looking... when you see the cute little weasels, all the girls are like, oh my god, they're <laughs> so cute. That's true. <laughs> I guess I can't argue that. Um, okay, so basically, uh, guy takes girl out into the woods for a. Uh, Nice serene uh, camping experience up to uh, one of his favorite spots deep into the uh, into the into the woods. And she's a little bit of a city, so she didn't know sure. what to expect. But she went along with it because he really wanted to. It was important to him. Yeah. Uh, little did she know he was trying to make her his. Mm. He didn't know that. <laughs> um, anyway, though, uh, goes horribly awry when he totally is a d- giant douchebag and doesn't admit that he's lost and just keeps getting them even more lost throughout <clears throat> the entire movie. See, you te- you texted me when you were about halfway through this movie and you're like, all my notes so far are just about how okay. shitty these people are. And I'm gonna I, read I, you, didn't, I didn't get that at I'm all. I'm going to read you three lines of my notes okay. that are taken in different parts. Very first line. Dude's kind of a condescending douchebag. That was my first note of the movie. Further on, I cannot get over how much of a dick Alex is. <laughs> There's a part where she falls on the ground and he's just like completely oblivious. I'm like, help her up, asshole. <laughs> like, he just leaves her to, like, fall and, like, break her ankle. Well, he, he didn't know that she had fallen. Because when she finally gets up to him... Maybe don't leave your girlfriend behind you in the woods where she doesn't know where she's going. They had been hiking for three days. I feel like at that point, it's, it's pretty safe to... Hike ahead know. ten yards if I you just, want to. I just I hated then, the character. And then Alex. he and then he wipes her. He wipes the shit off her face when she comes up. He's sweet about it. See, I took like uh, everything, <laughs> everything that you were telling me last night because I said I didn't pick up on this dickishness that you were saying. Like everything between the two of them, just it seemed like repartee to me. Like they just, it was they would kind of shit talk each other a lot. Well, they, they, but then they would be cutesy about it afterward. Well, there's one of the one of the main parts of the movie, uh, which is the <coughs> part we use for the intro to uh, to the episode today, mm-hmm. is uh, she had a, in the in the beginning of the movie when they're basically they 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 go out to this park. The uh, ranger tells them not to go on this certain trail, probably because there's been bear attacks. Blackfoot or whatever. is that what Black, it's called? Yeah, Blackfoot that, Trail. The Blackfoot Trail, yeah. And so they basically they get a canoe, and it's one of these kind of parks where you park your car, you take a canoe out into the woods, mm-hmm. and then you dock your canoe, and then you hike basically back into the wilderness. Which is awesome, by the way. We, Fantastic. We, I want to take a camping trip like that. Um, <clears throat> so he tells them not to do this, and uh, while they're getting ready to go in the canoe to launch off, though, she's on her phone, and. He's, you know, she's talking about how, like, she's like, sorry, I'm on my phone, but I've been waiting a long time for this. This is super important to me. I just need to take care of this business. So he knows that there's this thing that's going on in her life that is super important, probably with her job because she's a lawyer. 
so super important. And then he just takes her phone out of her bag and leaves it in the car so she could potentially miss out on this opportunity that he knows is super important to her because he wanted her all to herself for that weekend. Um, it's a dick move. Well, okay. It's a so, giant so dick move. Taking the phone out of her bag, <laughs> yes, was a dick move. But wanting wanting somebody to just put their phone down for a weekend and not totally and not fine. do that. But it, but if like if I if like, I was I going away, I don't fault them for that. I want I, you to put your fucking phone down all the time. <laughs> but if I was going away on a weekend with my girl though, and I knew that they, there was something that she had been working really hard towards, and she mm-hmm. was really looking forward to something, and this was the weekend when things were coming together, I'd be like, listen, I know this is important to you. Just take care of it and come back. Like. I, you can do both, you know. You're such he's, a good. He's you're a dick. Su- you're such a good guy. <clears throat> he's a dick. You're just such a good. He guy. He also just down talks to her a lot, though. <clears throat> no, that's like, see, that's like, I feel like they both did it to each other, and then they would laugh see, about it afterward. I didn't pick it up though. I took it more as like he's a giant dick to her, and she was just kind of taking it. Like that's kind of how I took it. Like she's like, no, because she, she always, really she always had some. That she always had some quippy comeback for him. Yeah, she did. I don't know. I just took. I just didn't like his attitude. All right. I think you need to fuck off. All right. I, I, if I was if I was dating him, he would have been to the curb a long time ago. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, so they so they 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 start camping over, and this is what kills me. He's supposed to be the outdoorsy guy teaching her. He knows the woods at the back of his hand. Dude can't even roll over a canoe. Okay, it is one of the easiest things that you could ever fucking do. You don't need to be an outdoorsman to literally. Lift up a fifty-pound canoe and tip it over. That I will agree with you on. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's carried our canoe up a hill or through a trail to meet you guys back on the other yes. side of this peak that went out because we didn't want a canoe around <laughs> oh, yeah, the peak. That's right. <laughs> and so the two of us carried it up this like thirty-foot tall hill. Was it a can- was it a canoe or a kayak? Oh, it was a full-size. Who are you with? Oh, okay. Who are you with? Rob. Rob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. <laughs> that. I think we that's tried right. sliding down the sand dune on the other side into the water. Rob, aka Fat Chance. <laughs> Fat Chance. Um, but yeah, like, like he, the way that he is trying to flip this canoe, he is struggling with it so hard. I'm like, dude, it's just a canoe. Like, you're, you're, you're. I don't. I don't understand the problem. Then he's, to roll it over onto his foot and like practically he, break his. He's been living in the city too long. That's all. <laughs> he's a bitch. He's a like, bitch. Great doing, man. Um. So anyway, though. So yeah. So they they start hiking. Uh. He gets lost. Doesn't admit that he's lost because he's got to be the macho asshole. Well, they don't. That you're skipping a lot. They don't. They they don't get lost until like halfway through the movie. No, but, they got lost. He said back when she questions him about it. He goes, oh, the last time I actually knew where I was at was at the first fork in the road, not yeah. the... But so like, a, he had been lost for a while. But there's con- a lot There's a lot leading to lead up, them out. There's a lot leading up to that. First of all, you're skipping uh, Eric Balfour's character altogether. I was going to get there. Well, the, that happened before they got lost, so come on. Uh, they um, He kind of, he goes out into the woods, they set up camp, he goes out into the woods getting some firewood, and when he comes back, his... Uh, beautiful, hopefully soon to be fiance. Is... Now you're skipping an important part. Why? They skinny dipped. They did skinny dip <laughs> in See, gross the... water too. I don't think that I'd want to do that. Oh, I... no! Nah, it's just no, no, no. it's just water. Nothing harmful in there. I got big holes. You swim. You <laughs> swim in lakes where there's there's literally shit being funneled out into it. <laughs> true. And we he knows about, about this, <laughs> and you know about it. And you're still alive, and you only have two dicks uh, because of it. Um, which I, you could view as sort of a bonus. I was going to say, I'm, it's <laughs> two dicks. Fine by me. Um, some of the camera work was weird in this. It, it, like, so I couldn't tell if there were times where they were being watched from the woods. Or, because they, yeah, they, do, they even do some like weird, what seems like handheld GoPro shots. Like when, yeah. uh, when Alex first jumps into the lake 
it seems like he's holding a GoPro at arm's length. Yep. And that's kind of the view that you get of him. It was him. a little bit jarring because it was so separate from the, <clears throat> right. the look of the entire rest of the right. movie. Right, because it only happens a couple of times. And then there's like a, a shot of them kind of through the trees as they're about to jump in. I don't know so if that was supposed if... to be the bear watching them, maybe? Like, the, that was like when the bear first noticed them and it started stalking them from there. Like It was either perhaps... it was either that or maybe Brad watching them from the woods because he was kind of a creeper. You know what? Probably Brad. Probably Brad. It's probably Brad. Which, yeah, <clears throat> sorry, ahead. no, go on, go no, on, go on. No, no. I wanted to get back to Brad, though, and after we talk about his character arc. Oh, yeah. I had, I had an issue with Brad. Well, I was going to get back into that anyway, so go ahead. No, well, so Brad shows up or whatever, and he's got a whole stringer full of what he calls trout. They're not trout. They're not trout. <laughs> um, oh, actually, he doesn't call them trout. Well, someone did. Alex says trout looks great. Yeah. Not so, trout. So he shows up or whatever. He's, he's got a super thick Irish eyes. accent. Uh, and he's just like this, the weirdest character, like right off the bat. You don't really know what his motivation is. You don't know why he's out there. You get the impression that he's lying and you're meant to believe that he's sort of lying to them. They kind of build his character up as this weird, this weird guy that's going to play a big role later on. It's basically the way that they kind of build his character up. I think, and they spend a lot of time with him too. I think the deal, I think the deal with his character was... Like, if you went into this movie having never read the synopsis or anything like that, you were probably initially supposed to think, like, oh, so this is the guy. This is probably the antagonist for the rest of the movie. Like, he's going to be stalking them or something like Maybe that. Maybe don't make poster art then with a bear stalking a girl on it. Is if, that they, the, if you don't want people to see it. Is that the poster art? Oh, yeah. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so it's like that, that That almost doesn't hold water. Because they never, they, they never hid the fact that it was about a bear. It's part of the description of the movie. Yeah, that's true. So it's like they they build up, they build up his character to basically be like you think that he's like this protagonist, <laughs> and he gets all up in Alex's face because Alex was like like legitimately concerned because here's this random dude hitting on his girl. It's a legit concern. Yeah, and and Brad just gets all up in his face like so. What did you mean? Okay, I can't. Do it. You do it. That was <laughs> I can't do an Irish accent. I don't know. You but heard I, me try to do it. Yeah, earlier. he's like he's like. Like, so what did you mean? You get no, 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 I'm done. Third time's charm. Miss, no, I can't. No, do I it. can't do it. No, I can't do well, it. Well, he's up his face. I was like, what did you, what did you mean? There's a misunderstanding. There's a misunderstanding. You know, it's like because she invites him to dinner basically, and Alex doesn't want, you know, which kind of a dick move on her too. Who invites a random? Your first night out in the woods when you're spending this time together, invite a stranger. Some yeah. random, supposedly handsome stranger. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, she's like, oh, you're so cute and Weasley, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, he's completely well within his rights to be weirded out by this random dude in the middle of the woods that just showed up. And Brad gets all up in his face for seemingly no reason. And my problem is not to, to jump ahead here, but spoilers like we always do. You don't see Brad's character again until the very, very end of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Brad explains to them that what he does is he's a guide, basically. A guide, yeah. He's a forest guide. So mm -hmm. He takes groups out or whatever, shows them around, takes them out, goes whatever. And you're, you're almost meant to not believe that that's what he does. Mm -hmm. That's how they set it up. And when you see him at the very end of the movie... He's just normal Brad. He's mm -hmm. with a group of people. And, you know, they set up this character and they just completely never go back to him. What I, and it I, was a little bit weird. Well, he was supposed, he was there for two reasons. His character and their interaction, especially like the whole interaction between the three of them was supposed to drive a little bit of a wedge between um, Alex and Jen. Yeah. Right. And also, I think, I, I think you're just supposed to like... 
here's here's Alex taking Jen out and he's trying to show her like, oh, I'm a I'm a woodsman. I know how to build a fire without matches and uh, I you know I know these woods like the back of my hand. And then this Irishman comes along and he kind of puts on this alpha male sort of yeah. sort of attitude vibe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. kind of sort of puts puts uh, puts Alex in his place a little bit. Kind of he kind of makes him look bad. Yeah, he makes him look like a chump. Mm-hmm. And, and so I so so I think that it's it it was just it was just kind of there were a lot of things in this movie that gradually drove a wedge between the two of them, and I I think that he was just sort of the jumping off. Point. Yeah, like I said, though, they spent so much time with his character though that they didn't need to. Yeah, like they built him up and then didn't utilize his character. I guess that's that's they could have broken it up to where they did the dinner thing, make that scene shorter, then have them maybe stumble upon him again down the line somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Or do something with it. Going, going into it, I thought, because uh, I, I, I knew that this movie was about a bear, mm-hmm. uh, mostly, I thought that there was going to be a, a point where they were going to, like, find him dead or something. Find him dead, or he would be the one that, like, sh- like when the bear's chasing him, he shoots the bear or something like that something and saves like that, them. Like, yeah. like, he would have a much bigger part of the story at the end, and they just did nothing with his character. Right. Like, that just, that just kind of pissed me off. Cause they, <laughs> and also, like, yeah. so we're going to get into spoilers about this movie. And the very end left me feeling a certain way, which we'll get to it once yeah. we get to the end. So okay. basically, they end up, uh, like Mike says, uh, this, this park is a place where Alex has spent a, a bunch of time when he was younger, like mm-hmm. in high school. And so he kind of thinks he knows where he's going, but they end up horribly lost. And that's kind of where the real... And like they have, the real drama and starts. They have no map because Alex, his, his macho bullshit, just didn't, about it, didn't yeah. take a map. Right. It's like, what a dumbass. Even if you know the woods, take a damn map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't get it. Take a map and don't, I mean, anybody, so not <laughs> only was it a dick move to take the phone out so that she couldn't look at her emails or whatever she needed yeah. to do, but you're going out into the middle of the wilderness. Take a phone. Like, even if you don't get, so, like, she, she has the, she has like one of the, best lines one of the most um logical lines in the entire thing because he says uh, she's looking for the phone he says it's not in there and she goes why would you take my phone out blah 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 and he goes you're not going to get service out here anyway and she goes would have been nice to try though yeah or i would have at least liked to try well yeah duh take something out there like don't just leave yourself completely at at the mercy at the mercy of the wilderness you know I need to touch, I touch on something really sure, quick. Yep. Another thing that I thought was, like, I said he was very condescending towards her. It just dawned on me. There's a part. She brings bear spray, which you're going into bear country. Bring bear spray. Why is this such a big deal to him? Did you say hairspray? Hairspray. Because I got hairspray. No, it's, it's bear spray. It's so, that, it's so that the bear can make themselves look fierce. <laughs> but he, like, he like basically makes her feel like an idiot for bringing bear spray. Right. right? And then she grabbed, like, a road flare from... Uh, from the car, basically, just to have something else to... It made her feel good. But the way that he talks to her is like, you know this is a road flare, right? God, yeah. he's, basically, he's basically saying, you're so dumb. Why did you grab a road? Like, that's kind of he the says condescending... Want, he says, if you wanted a flare, I could have picked you up a pen flare at the, you know, any one but of the camp still, stores though, it's around like, here. It's just being a dick. No, like, yeah, I get it. I don't know. That, it just <clears> bothered me. Like, it's, Yeah, he was kind he, of a dick. When he spoilers died... So happy. I, when, he, when he spoilers died, that's like the quick, <laughs> like, don't even give people time to turn it off. if they're When he spoilers died, 
when he died. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, so they get lost. Uh, now we're get, we're getting caught up here now. So they're lost. They're the the this big overlook on this wall and then the in the lake is not where he thought it was. It's, it's just, just looking out on more wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly they're lost. They don't know where we're at. And on um, top of a mountain. It was a pretty awesome view, though. He was it so was. disappointed to be out there, and it's like it's still a gorgeous yeah, view. Like, you could have totally played cool. off the whole thing still. <laughs> and oh still, yeah, like, I meant to do this. Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, they have a big fight or whatever, and so now the rest of the movie is them basically spending time out there trying to find their way back and surviving on what they have. Uh, and uh, during the first, is it the first night? They hear some rumblings out in the woods, or whatever. But they wake up. Trying to find he the way back. He assumes it's together. a raccoon because he saw a raccoon earlier. Or yeah, because like it goes before. through the trash in the woods and yeah. the and the hanging in the trees. But then the second night comes, and this is where the movie got really good to me because this is one of my biggest fears. I love tent camping, I do. However, one of my huge fears is waking up in the middle of the night to hear a large animal hmm. rustling around outside of my tent. And and contrary to popular belief. Nylon does not make a very good barrier. <laughs> barrier? <laughs> Second um, recycled joke, sorry. Terrifying to me though, yeah. being in a tent and like literally seeing the bear push its like nuzzle or its, its muzzle through yeah. like against the t- oh my I'd be I would literally I couldn't and, like, hide she, because like, the bear she, would smell the shit running down my leg. And like she's <laughs> she's uh they're both sleeping and uh uh Jen kind of rolls over and flings her arm above her head it. and hits the bear in the face and then he takes off. You know uh, what you, you could do? I mean, you're probably going to die anyway, but how funny would it be if you rubbed one off on the bear really quick? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, man, that sucks that he died, but can you believe he jacked off on that bear before he died? The most epic Bad story ass. ever. <laughs> he got him. <laughs> Gave that bear the seed then. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I can't recover from that. Oh, um, that's all I got. I'm, I'm out. I love you, Jay. I love you, Jay. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, what. no, terrifying though. It's, it's absolutely terrifying. Oh yeah. And um, I actually no, can I can I tell a, a quick story about because I've had a similar about experience. Jerking off on a bear? No, no. Well, that was I don't I don't tell that one in public. Um, no, we were we went I we went camping. We did a what we called the Survivor Man camp trip mm-hmm. one time. It was me and a few of my buddies from like back in the Search the City days, and uh, or the Fallaway days even. We went up north. I can't remember where we were, like up by Manistee somewhere. But we were kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and all we took with us was a tent and fishing rods and weapons, and we didn't take any food with us. Mm-hmm. Like we're like we're going up and we're gonna live off the land for a weekend. By weapons, he means like foam swords that they use for role playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, really hard to kill a squirrel with a foam foam sword. <laughs> you have to beat it for like an hour. <laughs> Similar to the uh, bear situation. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, uh, but so we went up there, and the first night it it rained. It, well, like it rained as we were setting up, and then the first night we were all in the tent, and we we're hearing the sound of rain falling out of the trees mm-hmm. on the leaves, which is it sounds like people walking around outside your tent, which yep. was a bit unnerving, you know. <clears throat> and then we're like, oh, it's just rain; it's no big deal. And then all of a sudden, we started to hear wolves howling across the lake because we were right on a lake, and we start to hear them howling across the lake. We're like, well, thank God they're over on the other side. Like coyotes? Where were you guys? Well, at? coyote. Yeah, whatever. I was gonna say yeah. up, up north. We were. It's- Coyotes, yeah, coyotes, whatever. But even whatever. still, but yeah. still oh, it's you're still in the scary. UP. They got wolves up there. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I mean, yeah. It was in the UP. Well, where's Manistee? 
Is that the UP? Yeah. It's pretty damn oh, close. Oh, no, 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 Manistee Forest and stuff. They, but they do have wolves. That's that's north up there by north of, or by Traverse City area. Yeah, I think um, so. So they do have wolves that do cross down on the ice in the wintertime from the UP to lower Michigan. So I'd still probably say it was likely coyotes. Yeah. But yeah, could have been, though. It's still scary as shit. Sure. So we hear them howling across the lake, and then all of a sudden we hear probably 20 yards from our tent the, the call back. Woohoo! <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> they're right outside our tent mm -hmm. and we just we all just like froze and laid there we're like this is it we can't do anything like yep. the hell are you supposed to? and then they started like popping up all our, like the howls popped up probably in three or four different spots around us man it was scary but yeah pretty no, they, awesome they, they, too it's like a me. like if you're if you come out of it and you're not dead it's a pretty cool experience my uh my brother just a real quick story my brother and uh, a bunch of his friends used to go down to kentucky and it was kind of like back back country they would you basically there's a little parking area it's all state you know state land where you can camp on it and stuff right. like that and there's basically just like this little parking area that you park your car on and then you just hike into the woods and you can stay wherever you want and they went there for like 10 years or something like that and so what they would do that's was, a long camping trip every <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> they went there every year for like 10 years like sometimes once sometimes twice a year. right and they actually built this fortress in the woods like mm -hmm. they would actually like bring axes and take down trees and they would like build like log cabin style they look like a giant octagon with a huge uh fire pit in the middle mm -hmm. of it and that was like their that's where they stayed they didn't have tents they always they, knew where to hike to that spot yep, they yeah. had their exact thing people would come you could tell it was used by other people sure. so they had to make repairs and stuff but they made it to where they could close off the entrance at night mm -hmm. and uh, he was telling me one time i mean you're down in kentucky you're that's wild animal city down there and um he was telling me that they were awake one night or whatever, and there was a bear that was pacing around the outside oh, of the uh, outside of their thing, but did it couldn't they, get in. It, was, did, it would did paw they at put, it every now and did then. Did they still put tents within the confines of no. this? They just slept no, they in, had, the, in the think, log cabin I, thing? Yeah, I mean, there was no roof on it. I think they put tarps over sure. some, some areas of it. But, um, yeah, no, it was just, it was just they slept on the ground. Damn, next that's to cool. camp there. Uh, real quick, I had a story similar to yours, Jim. I don't hunt anymore, being a vegan as I am, but uh, <laughs> I, I have been going since I was a little kid with my with my dad, so uh -huh. I enjoy sitting out in the woods and that. Um, up near the Manistee area, my buddy has some property up there, and tons of coyotes everywhere, tracks loaded, and I'm waiting for him to come back from his evening hunt after I was sitting out in the woods, enjoying nature, as you will. And uh, he's half hour hour after dark he's nowhere to be seen yet and i'm standing on this trail and all of a sudden i hear all these footsteps running around me in the <laughs> and i'm just like shit 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 it's dark i'm in the middle of the national forest i Isn't don't know it where terrifying? i am i got my flashlight in one hand oh. pistol in the other because i don't want to i don't want to kill him if i don't have to but if, if 30 of them are going to come at me yeah. i got 11 shots i better make it good that's the, fre that's the freaky thing about coiotes too is they will do that they circle and then they they're pack they, hunters yeah. yeah it's fucking nuts it's terrifying the one thing about scary. coyotes though is that they're extremely very skittish, skittish yeah. very skittish even in big numbers unless they're like, hungry yeah, unless they're or rabid. Yeah, oh, that too. Yeah, which which we'll get into. <laughs> um, anyway, back to back to backcountry though. So that that was terrifying though. Um, there that scene builds up to where it does actually swat at the front of the tent, gets his head in. Which of all the scenes in the movie, oh. the kind of fake looking bear head. It was, it was like rough. a mounted bear head that they were just doing this with. <laughs> like like. <laughs> it was pretty it's bad. Yeah. It was. Um, but it's still kind of unbelievable though because the bear just kind of like ripped it open just poked its head in didn't even try to go in it just like did everything from like the from the doorway of the tent basically well and, um, and, and black bears aren't like that like so when he first uh bloodthirsty ones are well bloodthirsty ones uh when he alex 
sees something out in the woods, so he screams at it and it runs away. Mm -hmm. When you do that to a black bear, they run away. Yeah, that's the kind of the big thing. Is you're supposed to make yourself as big as possible, right. you know, and scare it. But. Right. So I I think that like even coming around a tent, as soon as you started screaming, it would probably turn tail don't well, you think depends depends i mean unless it was i mean it, it looked pretty well fed so i'm assuming that it yeah, wasn't because it eats people because <laughs> it's a man just make sure you have a barrier between <laughs> you and the bear. um so anyway yeah so this leads to quite possibly one of the gnarliest kill scenes oh, i think i've ever seen in a movie it was really cool which is crazy to, to say do i need a bear with you while you tell us yes bear okay. <laughs> It's, it's, it was pretty unbearable. <laughs> it's a pretty grisly scene. <laughs> New drinking game. Every time there's a bear pun, <laughs> drink. Uh, no, so he gets dragged out. Like He starts off by, I think she gets slashed on her arm, and then he gets uh, slashed on his leg. Mm -hmm. And then the bear comes back for round two, ends up pulling him out of the tent, and just starts mauling the shit out of him. Yeah. And what I thought was particularly effective about how they did this is they didn't show the mauling. Mm -hmm. You heard it. It yeah. was all her in the tent, and you could hear him screaming from well, outside. They, they cut to it every and once in a while, And they would cut though. back to it to show the aftermath, but they didn't show him actually getting, like, uh, his face ripped apart completely. That's not true. They, it was they, quick. They, they, they did, did show, quick shots. like, his whole left like left side of his face was gone. But and that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they showed the aftermath of it, but they didn't show, like, the bear actually eating his face. His, uh, his performance there was pretty effective. Like, he actually sounded yeah. like a dude being eaten by a bear. And turns it turns out he wasn't very qualified to deal with bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they show, yeah, they show his whole side of his face is just mangled. Mm -hmm. And then after she gets out and the bear is like sitting there eating his body, his corpse, that dead corpse looked Ooh. fucking crazy. Like it looked so real. Mm -hmm. Like it was like like half of his. Granted, that bear must have eaten him quick because like half his body was gone already. <laughs> yeah. But I even know, still, though, like it looked. I know like she said, was in shock, just... but why the hell didn't she take the bear spray with her? She took the. Did more... you say hairspray? <laughs> she <laughs> she took the more important thing, the diamond ring. Oh yeah. Because uh, if she gets back to civilization, she's gonna need some money to palm that shit off. <laughs> she's gonna need money for reconstructive <laughs> and, surgery and, on and her arm. A, and for a guy that just worked a landscaping gig, did you see the size of that diamond? It was pretty God nice. God damn, that was, was huge. That was pretty nice. That was six years' salary yeah. <laughs> saved up. Now but, um, he like one of the things I thought was really effective. There's certain like in certain kill scenes, there's certain types of things in performances that really get to me. Yeah, and it was how freaked out he was after his leg got slashed open, and he he just he flipped out. He was no longer level headed. He just started going. I'm going to die out here. I'm going to die out here. And she's like, no, you're fucking not. Yep. And then immediately the bear comes in and drags him away. And he's just like, no. Yep. Yep. And then as he's being eaten, he's screaming to her, Jen, run, run. I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Like, like at least he, at least in that last moments, he manned up and was just like, I will be eaten for you. Get yeah. out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm not quite sure that I would be able to form words if I was in the middle of being eaten by a bear. <laughs> yeah. I think I would have I would have wanted to said Jen run and it would have come out as ah! <laughs> he's and eating my a... intestines right now oh god but yeah like I said it's just just crazy and then she outruns the bear which yeah, I thought was a bit un unrealistic yeah no you can't outrun a black bear I don't think you can do that well I I hated that part because it was you kind of assumed well so she gets a pretty good she gets a pretty good uh, distance away from the bear yeah. But then, of course, she falls and smacks her head on a rock, and she's out for a little while. She yep. doesn't know how long. She wakes up. 
hears the bear is pretty close to her now, so she gets up and runs, and then they show her turn a corner and run, like, across this kind of open area, and it's, a like, a very bad kind of green screen of the bear running behind her. Yeah, yeah. It looks awful. You can tell it's two separate shots kind of, like, put together. And, and I think what that, what that shows is... And the bear is, is right on her heels, and I'm like, no, she's injured. Unless the bear was just fucking with her. Maybe. I don't know. But a, you can't outrun a black bear like that. It's he just, was full. He was cramping up because he had oh, he, he was had digesting just, he Alex. He had just eaten Alex, yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe he had a cramp. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, cramp. cramp was... So, so she she eventually makes her way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty harrowing experience, obviously. Mm-hmm. She sleeps in when a tree. She, she sleeps in a tree, which is pretty, a bad idea still. Yeah. But uh, I the guess idea was that they wouldn't see her. Yeah, but. I guess it's better than sleeping on the ground. But uh, yeah. yeah, There's bugs on the ground. Yeah, gross, right? <laughs> ticks and stuff. Ugh. So my my problem with the end of the movie is she she eventually makes it back. She passes out ten yards from her canoe first of all, and yeah. then when she wakes up, she like walks over this hill. She's like, oh shit, my canoe's right there. <laughs> she gets back into the canoe at this point with a a broken ankle mm-hmm. uh, that she made a, a a little splint for herself. Which which being being a city at like she is. Good word by the way. Did you coin that? City? City? I don't think I've ever heard that before. I grown up in Bad Axe, so it's just that was a pretty common term. Oh, I see, because I've never heard it either. You never so. heard City It before? That's what you called us folk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I well, that's what we called you folk, Don. You ain't gotta do no yeah, damn city it's down there. We didn't take too kindly to City It's up in the BA. Um well it's funny though, because she was the like we said, the City It mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be the Macho Outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. Where did she get all of this like first aid training and know how to like splint her leg and like be such a badass at the end? Like, where did that come from? Well, I mean, making a splint is a pretty basic. No, but she was very like matter of fact when she did everything. It wasn't like haphazardly done. It wasn't like like she was. It was like she knew her shit. Like, yeah. She knew exactly what to do, how to do it. That's true. And I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. You're supposed to be the dumb city girl. <laughs> So okay, so my oh. my my ultimate my ultimate takeaway from the very end of this movie, right? Yeah. So she gets in the canoe. She finally makes her way back to land, and when she gets there, she sees the group of people there who are standing in front of Brad, yep. Eric Belfour's character, the Irishman. Because now he's totally normal dude. Because now he's he's actually doing what he said he was gonna do, which is taking people out into the wilderness to be a guide. And she gets on to land, and she, like, is crawling toward them, and then the people say, oh, my God, there's a woman right there. And he goes to run toward her. Yeah. And what I thought was, so he he laid it on thick with her when he first met her yeah. in the woods. Like, yeah. to the point where she even seemed like she was weirded out by him, but also maybe a little bit charmed by him. Yeah. And my thought is, this is going to turn into one of those things where... <laughs> He's kind of saving the day here because he's going to run over, he's going to grab her, he's going to get her to the hospital, he's probably going to go visit her in the hospital, Mm -hmm. and he's the guy who essentially saves her life. What a kick in the nuts to Alex. (laughs) Because this guy who you hated because he was hitting on your girl is probably going to scoop her up now. I was like, fuck, that sucks for Alex. You got eaten by a bear, and now this Brad character (laughs) is going to steal your chick. Brad. Mr. Steal Yo Chick. Yeah, I just, like I said, I um, I just hated that ending because, the, the, except that character of Brad, you don't see him again to that point. Right. And he's totally normal dude. Yeah. I did have a, I did have a theory, though. What? You ready for this? Yeah. Here's my theory. Why was Brad out in the woods by himself to begin with? What was he doing that deep in the woods by himself? Fishing. Right? So here's my thought. He takes people out there to, to be toured and whatnot. Yeah. What if he leads people out there, feeds them to the bear? 
Mm. And him and the bear were in cahoots the entire and time. And that's why the bear has such a taste for human flesh. That's yeah. it. That's yep. it. It's fucking Brad. Damn, that's Brad. my that's mm-hmm. my that's my theory. Yeah, what about this? I like that. Theory. What, what if they were able to to tackle down this bear and, and kill it, and they wanted to eat it for food? How would they cook it up if they were to cook up a bear? How would they do it? Yeah, how would you cook up a bear? I I, I don't know, but I feel like there's a really good pun coming. In a pan, duh. <laughs> <laughs> that, I did, I just made that up. That wasn't even an online original, baby. <laughs> that's, uh, that's nice. That's uh, a good one. <laughs> um, before we move on, a couple things. A uh, couple things that we didn't talk about. Um, this is based on a true story. This was based on... Loosely. Very, well, it was based, very loosely. It was based on the story of Jacqueline Perry and Mark Jordan, who in 2005 were attacked by a bear at a campsite uh, at the provincial park about 80 mile, eighty kilometers north of uh, Chaplow, Ontario. Oh, 80 kilometers, eh? Oh, 80, 80 kilometers. <laughs> that was Irish. That was Irish. Now you did oh, Irish. I'm <laughs> trying to do Canadian. <laughs> 80 kilometers. <laughs> you Dick. It was <laughs> Scottish, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, so that's terrifying, though. About people that... What? <laughs> Bipolar bears. <laughs> that's all. Um, that's absolutely terrifying, and this is what I just thought was kind of cool. Um, the film is set in the... Um, in the, the park is called Nemuk... Hold on, let me help you Nebukazo. 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 Yeah, Provincial Park. Nebukazo. Um, that was in native North American Ojibwa. That is Ojibwe. Which is, Ojibwe. <laughs> there you go. Which is that language. It translates into pretend to be dead provincial park. Yeah. Which is what you're supposed to do on a bear taxi. Which who in the fuck can do that? First off. That's not true with every bear. No. That's but, only when you're being attacked by a grizzly. But point is, it's still about bears, though. Could you pretend to be dead if there was a bear gnawing on your leg? I could. I could pretend. <laughs> I could pretend by being dead. <laughs> Wow, look at him. He's pretending to be dead so well. This guy is really good, this one. Uh, I imagine that's what bears sound like in their heads when they talk. (laughs) Oh, my God. And the most important part of the movie that we have completely neglected to even touch on is um, Jen, played by Missy Peregrim. Uh, What? What? Uh, yep. Was, was that a goat? Meaning she's the greatest of all time. And that's the one. She go. is. <laughs> she is fine. Yeah. Like, so hot. Yeah. Good lord. Yep. All right. So that's um that is backcountry. Highly, highly recommend it. I uh, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I like so, it. So um, yeah. anybody can watch it. Netflix it up, baby. Do it. Uh, right. Okay. So let's moving on here to a movie called The Barons. Uh, apparently, it's I ghettoized it because I put the Barons. With an A. <laughs> that was a typo. Uh, so, The Barons from uh, 2012, uh, directed by one of my favorite directors, Darren Bowsman. Um, sometimes you have a hit, sometimes you have a miss. Uh, synopsis here. Uh, a man takes his family on a camping trip and becomes convinced that they are being stalked by the legendary monster of New Jersey Pine Barons. The Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. Um, so, yeah. So, this movie is starring... Also known as the Leeds Devil. The or Leeds? the Devil of Leeds. Is it? Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I know the story of the Jersey Devil pretty well. I, when we went, we, uh, we went on tour, and we ended up in New Jersey, and we stayed at the house of this band mm. called uh, Hand Me Down Buick, and me and uh, they're actually a really sweet band, despite that name being kind of silly. But <laughs> uh, the guitar, like me and the guitar player, we ended up staying up until like six a.m. telling different folklore stories okay because we have quite a few about here in michigan sure. you know and they have the jersey devil so he told me all like the 
the different accounts of his friends who claimed to see it and stuff like that. It was really cool, but we kind of got in, like, we kind of got into the actual backstory of how it all began. Basically, I don't believe in the Jersey Devil whatsoever. Like, or any, like, there's, I'm not against cryptozoology. I think that, I think that some of the stuff is pretty convincing. Sure. But the Jersey Devil's bullshit. Yeah, no. Um, So the Barons is uh, starring Stephen Moyer, uh, who you would probably know best from True Blood. He played the 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 main vampire in uh, in that television program. Never watched uh, it. He plays Richard Vineyard. Uh, Mia Kirshner is Cynthia Vineyard, his wife. Then you have uh, Ali McDonald and Peter Dukuna playing Sadie and Danny, respectively. They're kids. Uh, and then uh, that's pretty much it. Sean Ashmore, we said, is in the very beginning, but he is in like literally five minutes. I don't know why he's even top build. <laughs> Was he? Make well, a lot of sense. He's not top build. Uh, on, the, on the case of the DVD, he is. Oh, is he? Yeah. So yeah, is that, that, was that title and another uh, pun off the last movie? Which one? The Barons. <laughs> the Barons. <laughs> you got a bear on your hat, too. Oh, I do, yeah. You do. Look at that. Bitch. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know you hated my hat so much. <laughs> um, so the uh, the Barons. Uh, the guy, uh, Stephen Moyer's character, uh, Richard, he's trying to bring his family together more. It sounds like... Richard? He's, he's got a happening? daughter. He's got a daughter from a previous relationship. She's got a son from previous. They just got married. And he's trying desperately to kind of make them a family. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that by you know taking his uh, family on a trip up to the Pine Barrens, where... He used to camp with his dad. Uh, you know, they, it would be a good family it's bonding. Such a, it's such an awesome name for a, the pine a location, barons, too. Yeah. The Pine Barrens. It just sounds like there would be a monster out there. It does, I right? I think it's really cool. Uh, so he thinks he can take <clears> them out there for a fun camping trip in the woods, and they would bond and this and that. Well, he's also, everybody's kind of against it. He's, he's also, the only one that really wants to do it. He's also going to spread the ashes of his father because yes. his father used to take him out there all the time. Which, which was a, a plot point they rarely even touch on. Yeah, like there wasn't. Kinda, it seemed like an afterthought almost. Or maybe there was something more to that story, and Possible. they just and they just never, like maybe I don't know. Delete. You said this that the production of this was kind of a mess, right? Um, sort of, sort of. Uh, we'll get into that once we once we get through the movie here. But um, yeah, so they go out there, and he um, he's acting strange. They they, they they touch on the beginning of the movie when they're leaving to go up north. Uh, the son is looking for his dog. Dog ran away, and. I, it doesn't. You don't know until later when you figure out what happened. The family doesn't seem too concerned that their pet dog is missing, and they're just gonna like leave to go on vacation for a week. I could never do that. If my dog ran away, I'd like, cancel my vacation until I find my damn dog. Oh really? Yeah. We've we've we went on vacation before when our cat was gone. Well, it's a cat though. Fucking <laughs> cat. Well, we just we just figured uh, cats are cats are pretty self reliant. Like she'll be all right until we get home. Uh, yeah, I could never do it though. If my, my my dog ran away or something like that, I could. I don't think I could leave until I knew what happened to it. Yeah. Honestly, in case it ever came back to the house or whatever, and it was injured or something, like. And he's like, my family ran away. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, I, I would just assume it was on some sort of uh, homeward bound type ex- extravaganza. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah extravaganza because that was real fun for those animals. <laughs> that was a great movie. Shut um, up. Yeah, if you want to cry yourself to sleep at night. I do, most um, of the time, yeah. So they go up north or whatever, and uh, they meet the uh, park rangers telling them, oh, you know, we used to come up here. Yeah, They, they have a, an exchange. And the park, park ranger the neglects... Park ranger, the park ranger is played by Jayla Rose, which if you watch other Darren Lynn Bowsman movies, yeah, he's you'll, in a you'll lot recognize of them. him. Yeah. He was uh, he was the guy... Was it Saw 3 where he wakes up and he's uh, he's got all the the metal loops through his, like, his hands and his jaw? Oh, was that him? 
That was him, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And then he was also in, uh, what the hell movie was he in where they called him the Faceless Fiend or something like that? Ooh, that I don't know. Uh, damn it, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah, so he's the uh, park ranger. He's telling him basically, oh, it's real nice Insidious. here. You'll enjoy it. Insidious, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll enjoy it. It's great. Neglects to tell them, though, that like basically this campground is party central. It's been taken over by young people. And Damn it's, like, millennials. The, and so they, they go down the trail, and they basically come up on like this commune of people. Now, I've been camping my entire life. Yeah. I have never in my life, rustic or otherwise. Now, granted, campgrounds are campgrounds. Everyone's next to each other. That's a little bit different. But like, but this is I've, more of a rustic situation. Yeah, I've never, I've never in my life seen a camp like a, a rustic camping situation where it's just everybody sharing one bonfire and everyone's like, it's like a, it's like you're staying at a, um, uh, a it's hostel. Like, it's or like summer like that. camp. Yeah, I, I, that just doesn't exist as far as I know. Like that, I've never seen that before. So this is kind of weird. And it's all younger kids. It's all, they're just partying and loud music. There's a music few, like, and, older couples and stuff, but they seem like they're pretty down with the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, they they're ended up being around this bonfire, and one of the kids, who the daughter is just totally smitten with, smitten. is um, telling this scary story, scaring the crap out of Richard's son, who is only six years old. Which would I feel like any self-respecting father would never let that fly. Like, he would never just sit there. Well, he really didn't. Well, he finally said no, the something. Kid, but... Well, the kid was the kid was cool with hearing the story. It's just it, so uh, this this kid Ryan was telling the story of uh, the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. He's doing a pretty damn good job too. He's a good storyteller. And at the very end, they had another guy pop up from behind and scare everybody. But they decided to pop up right behind the six year old kid and mm-hmm. like just completely. Dicks. Traumatize It's a him. dick move. Yeah. And the dad at that point did, did. lose his he did shit, lose a little his bit. shit a little bit. But like, and but everybody's th- like, whoa, come on, man. I'm yeah. like, I would have done the same exact thing. I guess yeah, that's kind of more I'm talking about. Like, even the older <clears throat> older folks here, no one stood and said, guys, you're taking it a little bit far. Yeah. Even the wife was just like, oh, you overreacted. Like, apologize. Like, why, why does he need to apologize for that? Yeah. <laughs> I was protecting my son, you yeah. bitch. <laughs> I didn't really get that. Um, the writing in this movie is not, it's not mm. Bowsman's best work. It's really not. <laughs> he wrote this movie right after Saw 2. So he's still early on in his, his in his career. Um, some of the dialogue's decently rough. Like, like they go up to the campground and they pull up to like the ranger station and like ranger's like, oh, how can I help you? And and Stephen Moyer's just like, just taking my family camping. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> if somebody come in, come in, came well, up no, and asked you what you're doing, the way, the way he said though, like, he already like had reservations light. or something like that. It's oh, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, oh yeah, we have a reservation for such and such. It's like, what are you doing? Oh well, I'm I'm. What do you? Th- I'm I'm camping. Like I don't yeah. know. It seemed weird to me. No, like- I, yeah, I get it. Uh, well, and it's a maybe. It's also too that he was he was kind of harboring a little bit of a secret at the time. Two secrets actually, because he truly believed that from childhood the Jersey Devil was after him, and also he had something else going on too. Yeah, I. Th- this movie gets murky. It's real murky with what it's supposed to be. I've, and there's I've, a reason. I think there's a reason for it. Yeah. Um, I have my opinions on how the movie should have gone. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into okay. that later. But So, so yeah. Anyway, so they get there. Uh, Richard hates it and decides to move his family further into the woods so they can be on their own. Right. They, they do that. They find a campsite of Blair Witch. Which they even mentioned Blair Witch in the movie. Oh, did she? I missed it. Yeah, was she it goes, the daughter that the said daughter's that? The daughter's like, 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 where are we? Blah, blah, There's all this Blair Witch shit yeah. hanging from the trees. <laughs> well, it was like, like like dead chickens and stuff. Yeah, was, there was a, they found a mummified dog. They basically found the Necronomicon. Yeah. <laughs> there, too. What did they find? Well, I, 
why can I not think of because at one point the daughter Sadie she looks in the tent that was sitting yeah, there. Yeah, the book, it, right? No, no, no. Stephen Moyer found the book. She looks in the tent though, and she calls her mom over. She's like, "Mom, you have to come." They never go back. They to never it. go back. They to it, never go they? back yeah, okay. to it. They basically they apparently none of them wandered to like the left side of the tent to notice that it was all slashed up yeah. and and the people there were killed. Clearly, maybe that was by design though, because the entire time you're supposed to kind of be under the impression that uh, Richard is just kind of losing his shit. Like yeah. other people aren't really seeing what he's seeing. Sure. And it turns out it's because he's struggling with something that's going on with him, within even him, is a bit of a sickness. Even still, though, if you... Why well, would, first off, I know that Moyer was going... See, uh, Richard was kind of going crazy at this point, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to argue with him too, too much. But, right. like, why would you stay there? You have all this, like, crazy satanic stuff hanging yeah. from the trees. The tent is ripped to shreds. Clearly, there was a kerskuffle that happened there at some point in time. Kerskuffle. Um, they, they found a book at one point in time that had ancient languages in it with like satanic drawings all over like, mm-hmm. why would you stay there yeah it's like we're gonna leave now don't get me wrong i'd probably stay yeah, there but like, that, but like why would you stay there with your family though like the mother waited way too long to finally pick up her balls and be like we're leaving <laughs> <laughs> she waited way too long or did you guys ever come across something like that walking through the woods like a blair witch kind of thing or anything like that we no. yourselves oh. No, I've mm. I've always wanted to. I've never come across anything we, uh, crazy it, like in that. In that same area where the coyote story earlier, yeah. uh, up in that same spot up there where we were walking <clears> through <throat> that state property land and we're deep, like a mile in the woods, nothing around, and all of a sudden we see just a, the actual Blair Witch, like a like tree the, stick, the stick, the stick man. man, hanging in the tree, and we're Seriously? like, whoa, shit. Like, it, it wasn't dark, <laughs> so it wasn't too crazy scary. It's but still you're, creepy, though. You're kind of like... This is so far away from anything. Why is this here? Why it was probably we... people like you guys who were out in the woods and like, oh, oh I'm gonna yeah. make these and just hang them up so people can find them. Like, that's probably what it was. I always but... thought it would be fun to like go out and put like set up an entire kind of paganistic looking mm-hmm. thing just for people to stumble upon and to wonder Satan. about. Yeah, yeah encounter Satan. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so so they stay there or whatever and and richard just kind of descends into into madness even more no one believes him he's sick he's a fever he's this and that or whatever and now, so, you you did you catch on pretty quickly to what was going on with him oh yeah yeah um because well, he they literally it, he keeps complaining about well he doesn't even tell his wife until later in the movie but he keeps uh looking at a spot on his arm that well, looks like a wound that had, that's infected i think she knew that he had gotten bit by the dog which plays into the opening thing the dog didn't run away he ended up killing the no, dog no she, he he tells her that the dog bit me yeah when he's but when but when she but she knew he was injured from something that because when they're packing up at the house he winces at his arm she goes oh it's still bothering oh, you yeah she so she knows that he has something maybe she didn't say or he didn't tell her right off the bat what it was right. but um You'd come to find out, though, that the dog had rabies, and that's so he had to kill the dog. He just right. basically told the family that it ran away. Mm-hmm. And so then that they, I kind of felt they hit that on the nose a little bit too hard, too. Like I feel like, well, it's it seemed like he didn't get the like he didn't understand the signs of a rabid dog. No, because the didn't. wife says, did he was did, English? <laughs> and the wife's like. Uh, what was her name? Cynthia. She's like, did the did the dog have like pus in its eyes and when foaming at the mouth? And was it foaming at the mouth and blah blah blah? So she figures out once she like she figures out that he probably has rabies, and then she waits like another 
two yeah. days to even tell like, no, him. That's when you go to the hospital. Yeah, like you like, get let's out of get there. out of here, you dumb dumb. Um, it, it, it's funny too because it's almost like Bowsman when he was writing this just did a Google search for what are the signs of rabies in a human mm-hmm. because I did that literally a Google search because I wanted to see if it was legit and it almost you can go down the line. Uh, on Google of what they are, and he almost hits every single one of these in order in the screenplay. Well, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, that's what a person with rabies looks like, though. No, I, it, it was just fine though. It's like, oh, first he has, first he has a fever. Oh, then he has, then he's uh, delusional. Then he's got this. Then he's got the this. aversion to water. It's the... like he just read that list and puts this in first in the movie. Put this one in second. Put this one in third. But that's how rabies <laughs> progresses in the human body. It wouldn't make any sense to do it any any other way. Fair enough. I just it was so on the nose though. I guess yeah. is my point. But um, but I kind of liked it because you. That's why that's where I feel like the the movie kind of uh, took the wrong turn. He, you, you end up getting the impression that he's just struggling with rabies. Rabies. He's, and he's rabid. Just, he's yeah, he's rabid. He's like he's completely out of his gourd. And that's how they set it up. <clears throat> right. But then all of a sudden, oh God, it's real. There really is a Jersey Devil. You get mm-hmm. to the end, and and might I say, one of the worst looking monsters yeah. probably i've ever seen for yeah, like a awful. mythological creature that they have terrible well the jersey devil like everybody who claims to have seen it and and like bowsman had so many sightings to go off of mm-hmm. you know like he could have read all these things and gotten a pretty good description of what this thing looks like and then tried to at least stick with that you know what it looked like it, it was looked like just a more realistic real life version of the huge, I think it was the bad guy in the Dark Crystal, like the vulture-looking dude with like the uh, the giant mm. or labyrinth. It's one one of those. Mm. There's, a, there's a Muppet movie that has one of those giant creatures in it. And you're totally right. Well, this could be a correction. Yeah, but, I can't think of it. Um. Anyway, though, like yeah, it, it just looks it looks terrible, and this part of goes into what we we're talking about production. They uh they only had originally like 19 days to shoot the flick, mm. and then they lost three days because of weather. Mm. So a lot of the stuff, like the stuff uh, when they're in the campground during the day, that was all like almost one shot takes. Oh really? Because they had to move so rapid pace, yeah. which is probably why some of the acting suffers because they can't they can't actually get good takes. Right. They have to do it, move on. They also only had three weeks to build the creature. So that was kind of a slack job too, you know, not a, not or not a slack job, but they only had so much time to get this together. Well, so and again, so, so again, it, you would think because f- from all the from all the accounts of people who claim to have seen it, it's actually pretty diminutive. I think it's a it's kind of a small creature. Yeah. If you only had three weeks to build make it, it, it would make more sense to build it smaller. It was like this huge hulking beast, massive, and I really didn't like it. There's no way I think would stay hidden. No, <laughs> it was real. No. Um. um so, another thing too, though, is that they realized Bowsman didn't see the creature because everything was so last minute. Mm-hmm. Bowsman did not see the actual creature until it was brought to set to film. He never saw it. <laughs> he probably showed so up and he's just like, "This thing oh, weighed though God. a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, this thing was massive, was huge. Yeah. And so it wasn't agile. They could not use it the way that he had written it mm-hmm. to be used. So they ended up shooting some stuff, but didn't use it because it looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And through all of this, they changed the focus of the movie from being creature-based to being more psychological-based. And I almost wonder if... Because he was doing rewrites on the set. He talked mm-hmm. about this a lot uh, on... Uh, so the first or the second time he was on the movie crypt, he yeah. talked about this. 
and uh, he they, they ended up like rewriting stuff on the fly to make it make more sense. And that's why it's so kind of disjointed because you basically have three ways of looking at it. Mm -hmm. They make you believe at one point in time that he's just crazy. Yeah. Then they make you believe that it's rabies. Mm -hmm. And then they change it again at the end for a third option, which is, oh, it's actually real. Yeah. And it's like they never really, those three ideas never really, they overlap too much. Right. And you never get a sense of, well, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, <clears throat> they don't play, the ideas don't really play with each other very well. Which, and you can tell. And I think, like, you, you used the term on the nose earlier, and I'd, I'd say that's kind of how the end of the movie was for me. Like, just way too on... Like, I think it would have been better if everybody around him still would have been under the impression right up until the end, and, uh, spoilers, he ends up getting shot Yeah. Uh, by a police officer who finds the family after they've... Un like, they, they, they managed to call out to somebody to get help. And so the the cops and the ranger end up coming out looking for them. I think it would have been better if they would have ended with the the devil still being real, but no one, nobody else. But Richard still only being the only person to see it. Yeah, I agree. I hated at the end when the cop saw it and he's like, "Oh, the Jersey Devil's real!" And then and then uh, Jay LaRose's uh, uh, Ranger Bob, yeah, <laughs> Ranger Bob Ra sees ranger it. Ranger Bob. And and then he's like, oh, he says something in a different language. I I don't know exactly what it yeah. was, um, like probably the name of the creature in his tongue, like native, native yeah, tongue which whatever, yeah. whatever it would be in the native tongue, and uh, and then he like hightails into the woods. Fuck that! You're on your own. <laughs> yeah, I hated that. I was like, this is so stupid. What I what I also hated is who was the random old guy that showed up at the end. Yeah. Why would why that could have been the cop? They were already out there looking for him. That could have been played by the cop. I mean, just yeah. You know, like why? Where? Where was this guy the entire time? Was that his camp that they found? And was that like? I don't think. And it I was, didn't even but think. Like, of, I didn't even think about the mountain lion because he comes. He yeah. comes. He shows up at a point where uh, the 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 daughter and the son are about to be attacked by a mountain lion. It would have been so much better if they would have played it off as maybe some of these deaths are occurring because of this crazy mountain lions who who's stalking people, and. Uh, Richard actually has rabies, so he's seeing things, or you think he's seeing things, and then it turns out the Jersey Devil's actually real, but he's the only person who's ever seen it, and then you kind of, like, I think it, it, it just would have been, it, it would have been better left off to where everybody thinks that he was ultimately crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I, um, what if the old guy, that camp was his camp, the mountain lion is the one that ripped up his tent? trying to kill him, mm -hmm. and in order to get rid of the mountain lion, he conjured Satan. This is <laughs> That's so, it, right? That's it. What if him <laughs> and Eric Belfour from the first movie, They're in cahoots. they bring people out to the forest to be attacked by bears and mountain lions and the Jersey Devil? Right? Ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I just, yeah. There's a part at the end, too, where the mom... Uh, 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 Richard throws her off of him and she snaps her leg. Oh, yeah. And the bone is like sticking up straight out of her shin. And she just basically punches she the bone. She sets back. it by herself. I don't think that would work. Not, you, not with the bone sticking straight out like that. Yeah, that would cause was, way more harm yeah. than it would. Uh, you can set your own bone, but that kind of fracture seemed like. Yeah. probably It probably would have been better to just leave it the way it was. Uh, yeah. I thought the mom was so hot. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was. I'm, I'm, I'm into moms. 
No, no, she was definitely <laughs> she's definitely attractive. Well, what's, what's her name? Uh, Mia Kirshner. Yeah, she's actually big. She's been in a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, she was no, she was fine. She was very momly. Very, very momish. Very momly. In I'm, the, su- in the... I'm super into moms. Hey, my wife's a mom. I'm super into her. Mm. You know how it is. A couple times a week at least. You're into my mom. <laughs> me, and, me and Jude Baird, we've uh, we have we have shared some time. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, so the, the movie, like ultimately though, like I said, it ended up feeling very disjointed. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if the, there was an alternate ending to the movie. There that was. They made for the European cut. Uh, apparently, the European audiences they they wanted more closure. If they didn't, they didn't like the ambiguous ending mm-hmm. where everyone basically died. Yeah. Um, which is what it was supposed to be. Do you think that at the end when the, so you see like uh, Richard finally kind of crawls over his wife's dying at this point because I think she was actually attacked by the yeah. devil uh, and they kind of crawl over to each no, other and no, they're no, holding no. hands. She wasn't attacked by the devil. He stabbed her. No, I'm because sure Richard stabbed no, because, her inside with a stick. No, because when she was screaming, he was off somewhere else. That was when he met up with the kids. And you could still hear her screaming somewhere off in the background. But he though, but they they were tied up together. He gets loose of the he gets his his hands loose, and that's I'm pretty sure he stabs her with a stick, and then walks away from her, and then she crawls back to. No, she uh no, because she she sets the bone in her leg and she passes out. Yeah. And then he frees himself, and then he goes to like stand over her, and, and she, she hits she, him with a rock. She hits him with a rock, and then she gets up and leaves. And then okay, he, well, he, and then probably you don't see this happen, but he probably also goes in a different direction. She meets up with the devil. He finds okay, his it, kid. It, it, it could be whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't it's, know. It's almost not important, but yeah, basically, I, like it's it's kind of a clusterfuck. Yeah, so. it's just like I said, the, the whole end of the movie feels relatively disjointed, and the alternate ending was basically uh, the daughter and the son survived. So mm-hmm. you have the daughter sitting in a the the. Uh, sheriff's office or whatever well that's what i was going to ask you do you think the yeah. ending that we saw everybody dies well that was the original intent yeah like bowsman because I, I listened to the commentary on the deleted scenes <clears> the, <throat> the dvd mm-hmm. and bowsman goes people didn't like the downer ending of everybody dying mm. so we basically begrudgingly filmed an altered ending and it was the daughter and the son survive and she's sitting in like the sheriff station or whatever and they're trying to get to the bottom of it and she's screaming hey what's the jersey devil blah blah and then the son runs in they hug whatever and then some time has passed. You can tell the daughter's grown up because she's wearing eyeliner now. Oh, and uh, she she's back out into the Pine Barrens. And she gets out of her car. She's looking around. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ranger co- Bob. And she cocks a gun. Well, <laughs> Ranger Bob then comes up behind her with two guns. And he goes, you sure you want to do this? Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, but And he hands her a gun. And they basically go into the woods to hunt for the Jersey Devil. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. That that was the alternate ending. So Basically, they were going to so- do a sequel of them hunting the Jersey Devil. So you, you, so the UK didn't like the downer ending, so you give them just the worst ending ever. Yeah, and Bosman <laughs> hates stupid. it too. He hates it too. He said that he, he said when uh, to make the sequel, he goes, we could have just used that beginning part and mm. tacked that onto the beginning mm-hmm. of the next movie, which they still could do since it was technically not released in the states. But um, it's kind of like how they did the descent. Remember the uh, the descent? It was the alternate ending that ultimately led to the sequel. Yeah. Not the U.S. cut. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those deals. Hmm. Which um, which another that's that was another inferior alternate ending. Yeah, I agree. The the bleak one where she like oh man where she it's better basically come like you see her in the cave and all the creatures coming toward her that was awesome. Yep. So that's the Barons. It's uh it's 
decent. It's not Bowsman's best work by any stretch I actually, of the imagination. I actually but. really enjoyed it until it got to the point where you realize that the, the devil's real. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I wouldn't have been opposed to the devil being real. I just thought that it should have been kept to where only Richard saw it. What kills me at the end, I meant to mention this, is is when they're finally having that final embrace at the very end before the devil comes down and, yep. and kills them all. It's like, your husband is still crazy and tried to kill your kid. Like, just because the Jersey Devil's real does not mean he doesn't have rabies. And, and oh, you're talking do about, all the you're talking about the son almost drowning? Yeah. Because I still think that, you don't think that that was... Because he claims no. that the devil came up and pushed them from behind. That's what he claims. But I think because the movie was rewritten so many times, I got the intention, I got the idea that it was originally written as, like, he was the monster. He was the devil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that was the original intent, I think. And then when they started rewriting it and changing things, mm -hmm. the, all these different stories just started, like, spaghettiing together. So you think he actually pushed sense. the kid into the oh, lake? Yeah. yeah. He tried to kill them multiple times. He tried to shoot them multiple times. He tried to... he The whole movie, he's trying to kill his family because he's crazy and rabid. Mm -hmm. So it's like, she's like embracing him. Like, oh my God, you're right. The Jersey Devil's real. But he's still rabid and crazy. Well, but you can't... <laughs> I mean, he's he's crazy because of the illness, though. Like, you can't really... Sure. I mean, you can sure. kind of blame him because he tried to kill you, but you can't... But the way she looks at him at the end, it's almost like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't believe you. Well, they're about you. to die. You... <laughs> She's bleeding to death. You'd probably like go over and hold your husband's hand and be like, yeah, yeah we're about to die. Whatever, I, I forgive you. Anyway, that's the Barons. So, like I said, I would recommend it if you're a Bowsman fan or if you, I don't know. Yeah, give it a watch. Let us know if you think it's better than right. what we thought it was. It's going to be a new thing on a scale of 1 to 20. How, yeah. much, would you, how much would you pay for it? Oh, oh, because uh, oh, you actually need to tell us about last week, too. Oh, on a scale of 1 to 20, yeah. I don't know. 1 to 20 bucks. $4. $4? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, backcountry, I'd spend a lot. I'd, I'd, I'd spend $10 I'd on spend backcountry. I'd spend $10 bucks on it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, it's funny. I did that last weekend with, uh, or last week with Stay Live or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And um, I ended up finding Stay Live in the dollar bin. <laughs> <laughs> Spent a dollar on it. One dollar. So, uh, pretty cool. That's pretty uh, cool. That's, that's it. That's the Barons and that's backcountry. And that is your episode for tonight. That's camping gone horribly awry. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on iTunes and stuff. Give us a uh, give us a rating from one to five bonfires and oh. tell us your favorite scary story. What's your favorite scary What's your story? Favorite scary story? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find J. Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording, <laughs> and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all, all your fantastic audio needs. You know, I just realized we made through this entire episode without saying something was campy. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! How did we miss that? Yeah, that's uh, your that's your ball nah, that you dropped. All right, cheers, guys. Me, me and Jay had all the great bear puns. Yeah, cheers, boys. Let me get glass bottles.